When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to I'll Hang Up and Listen, live to you from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm out here for work, but uh, after the ending of that game, I could not hesitate. I had to go live with you guys. That's why I brought the setup with me. Um, <clears throat> Sabres lose tonight 4-3 to in a shootout, uh, joined by Hurls, my co-host on Two Goalies on Mike. Uh, Hurls, how's it going, bud? Could be better, obviously. Another crushing Sabres defeat. Uh, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory once again. They blew yep. a not a two-goal lead this time, thankfully, but a one-goal lead to an objectively bad team full of AHL players. Um, it's, it seems like a common theme with this team. They they win these big games, and they bring you back all of this hope, and then you see a game like tonight. Um, obviously, yep. a lot of issues, but for the most part, uh, we can talk about the shootout. Obviously, that sucks, and shootouts are the worst. But yep. they got outplayed for, for most of the game by a pretty bad team. And it's just another example of them just absolutely not showing up on home ice. Um, yep. There were – if you had to look at the lower bowl tonight, I would say there were 85% Canadians fans. Oh, I believe that. And I don't even know who they're they're rooting for because I don't even know if they want their team to win, given yeah, that right. they want to increase their chance of – It's um, the getting tank here, right? It's the tank here all over again. Yeah, but, you know, they're, so that's you know, my question. Like, what – I mean, they already had the tickets, obviously, and those guys are nuts. They'll, those guys, gals, people, they'll they'll travel anywhere to watch their team play. Um, but I can imagine they were a little bit conflicted. But yeah, it's yeah, just, I mean, it's it's a really tough night not to get two points. And I'll say this too: is I'll never put myself through that again as a fan, rooting for my team to lose. Like that was incredibly difficult to do, even though obviously you had two huge prizes at the end of the rainbow and and McDavid and Eichel. Um, but you know, obviously it didn't work out, you know, in, in a way it worked out because the, the players we got now, I think in Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs are going to be far more, you know, you know, more beneficial of this organization than Jack ever could have been. Um, maybe in different circumstances, Jack would have flourished here more, um, you know, between the turnover and coaches and GM, but that's, you know, you know, rear view mirror regardless. Um, yeah, the shootout again. I, I, as I mentioned before, I'm going to lean on you a little bit, Earl, because I was out for a team dinner for work. I was paying attention to what was going on at the game. 
Uh, probably got yelled at a couple times by my boss. Like, hey, worth it. But uh, it was an important two points to win tonight, and you can only came up with. And I think the big head scratcher for me, I tweeted out a couple of times, is how can you justify how in there's no justification for your first three shooters in a must win game, a must win two points that you start off with Olafson, Paterka, and Alex Tuck. Now, I'm not saying that Alex Tuck is a deserving of a shooter. I'm not yeah. saying that, you know. I mean, I'd argue he's the, only, he's, he's the only one that was deserving to be in that top three, in my opinion. Yeah. But, and I I looked at the, I looked at the box score. Like, Tuck had like eight shots on net tonight. Yeah, he, he was, was, all he was incredible. Place. He was incredible. Um, he was doing everything he could to, to win this game tonight. I mean, How, Jack, Quinn, Jack Quinn won you a shootout this season. Yeah. And and he is, I think it's it's their third shootout, maybe. They're now they're now one and three in the shootout. They were one okay. and two. Yeah, maybe four. Going into that. Yep. And um that's like not having Tate Thompson. And I, I I in terms of shootout skill, a shootout player, shootout at face value, a player in a shootout face value. Those are my top two. I, I might even in some sequences put Jack Quinn ahead of Tate Thompson. Because that's how good he is. That's how good of handles he yeah, has. He's, he's like, incredible. And I'm not saying that's not that's not a knock against Stage Thompson because I think Quinn's handles no, are just that. No, he's just that been good. he's just been more successful. Yeah. So how can you justify? How do you justify? And trust me, I want to yell right now, but I probably have somebody sleeping in the next room over on each side of me. But how can you justify not have? If you have Jack Quinn in your top three in the shooters, you come away with two points tonight. No doubt about it. You come away two points. But, he was the he was the fourth, and then we just yep, needed to save. Fourth. We needed to save from Comrie, and as we discussed, it looked like we got it, and it also looked like the Canadians player came to a full stop right in front yes, of the net. That too. Um, I, you, we 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 haven't been able to find the highlight, but you it'll be up on YouTube soon when the NHL posts post the full game. But you can go back yep. and see and analyze for yourself. It's getting dangerously close with these players towing the line of what is forward momentum in the shootout. If these guys are allowed to just come in, basically come to a full stop and leave the goalie no option of what to do, it becomes an unfair practice. It become it makes it absolutely in the in the better ballpark for the forward or the defenseman that's coming down uh, on the shot on the breakaway. Um, yeah, it's I think it's Don Granada overthinking. Um I think he's done that a lot recently with changing up the lines, uh, certain players coming in and out of the lineup. Uh, Victor Olofsson has proven time and time again this season, number one, that he's not clutch. Number two, that he's not consistent. Number three, have we ever seen him in the top three of a shootout? And he goes first. I can't remember so that time. Not even just first for the team, first for the actual shootout. When I saw him go out there first, and number one, I like going second. But number two, when I saw him out there, I was – floor i couldn't believe it i mean jj paterka has been fine for the most part i think in his shootout attempts and like he's a skilled young guy but you put him out there before quinn it was yeah. nonsensical um but as we say you lose in a shootout a great you lose comment a shootout. from Gallant, like and we to the point where maybe dodd had a good feeling about the way the the, the players were playing throughout the first 60 minutes of that game and even over time well like you about that player, you know, why not go with Rusek then? Yeah. Why not? I mean, goal and assist a guy, is, a guy in his first, first NHL, NHL game. Yeah. 
I feel like the lights would have been a little bit it's too a lot bright. Of, like, it's a lot of pressure to put on a player. But I think if that's what you're basing your, your choices on, that I'm taking Rusek over at least two out of those three. Nobody, I, nobody would have been up. Yeah, nobody would have been upset with no. Darlene. Nobody would have been upset with Skinner. No, yeah. Nobody would have been upset with any of your top guys that people know as having skill. Uh, I don't know what's up with Skinner and shootouts, but obviously he had a bad relationship with Ralph Kruger. But uh, I Donnie's, never him. Donnie's, Donnie's never put him out there. He, he must have no. something where he does – he doesn't want to do it or he doesn't feel like he has any confidence in him. I'd argue that uh, Skinner would want to do it because he's one of the more yeah. skilled players on the roster. Um, you know, he wants to earn his money, right? Yeah. I mean, he has. Um, middle set's fine. I think he's, for the most part, proven he's been pretty good. Cousins has scored on breakaways this season. But we can talk about the shootout all night long. I thought Comrie was really good in the shootout, aside from those, aside from the, the winner, which was a pretty good shot. He made some really good saves. Um, yeah, yeah. in terms of the game, people go back and forth with him as we, as we've, as we've discussed, like, I don't like to be too hard on goalies for this team because we know how bad the defense is. Yeah, um, yeah. the first goal backdoor one time or two minutes in the game, had him to your own zone and a rebound. I can't ask too much more from him on that. Maybe he could have been in better position to make the save on the rebound, but at the end of the day, you asked for the first save and it's when they were got, getting absolutely bulldozed. To start the game, how is this team not ready to play at home? Even so, like you play well it on the road, no and it's like a road game in, in your hundred level. It, like, what will it take for them to realize that they need to be better in their own building? I don't know. How much is. is this? How much is this? Is coaching? I, I mean, yeah, honestly, how much? Is it? It's getting to the point where, God, we say it all the time. Like new GM, new coach. Kevin Adams has proven to be pretty capable at this point, and I think Donnie's done a good job with developing this group. But now that they're past the development stage for the most part, like obviously you have a lot of young guys. Do you question like whether this team should have made the playoffs with better coaching decisions down the stretch? Like, do you question whether think, they should have played better? If they have a better record at home. They have the worst home record in the league. Maybe it's not the absolute worst, but it's right up there. You're right one of the highest there. scoring teams in the National Hockey League, and you have that trash record at home. It makes yeah. no well, sense, Wells. No sense. The, player, the players do play, but you have to look at it from a motivational perspective. Like, if there is a attractive candidate out there that would be better with a more proven resume at the NHL or pro level that would be willing to leave wherever they are to come to the team in the offseason, I think you at least look at it. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of my friends, a lot of Sabres fans have mentioned to me this season that they it's are waiting definitely on definitely a talking team. point. Donnie Meatballs a little bit. And I love the guy. I think he's obviously much better than anything we've had in the past 15 years. But it's something to discuss. Yeah, yeah I I, uh, I I just – I just – I just – you know, what, what could help the situation? I, I mean, you have Matt Ellis as an assistant coach on this team. In what no universe experience. is Matt Ellis ready to be an assistant in the NHL? Yeah. I mean, Wasn't he coached at the Harvard Center a few years ago? Yeah, exactly. Same with same with Kevin Adams. Like he wasn't ready to be a GM, but it turns out turns out he had some acumen, and it's working out pretty well for him. From a business level, he had positions within the organization, um, even before he was with the Sabers. And I, I, I I did not defend the hire when I started. I called him. I mean, it it was absolutely yes, man. Who knows? I mean, it absolutely was a desperate hire, but pardon. It seems like they've. It absolutely was a desperate hire for a GM, but. It seems like it's worked out pretty well so far. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, as I'll just say this, like, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Let's be honest. Um, I think we yeah. all declared them dead last week uh, with the Flyers game. And I forget all the losses from last week, I guess the Bruins and everything else. And we had a little bit of hope, obviously, coming into this game after those two wins against the Devils and the Islanders. They looked better defensively. They were finally scoring goals again. You're out your best player tonight. Um, that's obviously a huge, huge loss. Tage Thompson not in the yeah. game. I think the Sabres win if Tage Thompson plays. Um, I like this lost. comment from another pound from Gargalant. Mitz should have been on the top line. Krebs was the choice. I, I actually Krebs said or that. Quinn. Huh? Krebs or Quinn. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen them give Krebs a crack in the top line because of the strides he's made at, yeah, down he's the middle, uh, down there playing with Akposo and Gergensen's. Uh, playing a tougher style of hockey, a tougher brand of hockey, and just to see if given the opportunity, if he'd step up to the challenge. Um, I mean, why not? You're this late in the season. Yeah. You really have nothing to lose. Um, I would have liked to have seen that too. Another coaching decision. I don't know. Like Nothing against Mid- Middlestad. I think he's had a good season, but maybe that's a trust factor. You trust the player, you know, more than giving another guy an opportunity. You know, you, you trust a guy to not fail rather For than sure. to, you know, step up or take his game to the next level. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we just saw, know what we have what we look at. We saw what Quinn did with that top line when when Tuck was out. Sorry? Uh, we saw what Jack Quinn did with that top line when Tuck was out. So we already knew. Yep. I think we all I think we all know what we have in Jack Quinn. Guy's going to be a superstar. Like, he's very, very mm-hmm. good. And the plays that he's been making consistently over the past two months have proven that he's ready for top six minutes. Um, the kid line mm-hmm. obviously has been playing well together, Cousins, Paterka, and Quinn. So – Maybe it's the thought you want to keep them together and keep that mojo. But yeah, Middlestat didn't really do it for me tonight. I really thought that he was going to get more chances. He he did ring one off the post. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, it's just a re- it's another gut punch, is what it is. Um, you've got nine game nine games left now. You're five points out. You absolutely need to win eight of nine. And tonight was probably your most winnable game against. Yep a top, uh, a bottom five team. <coughs> so you put yourself in a yeah. tough position and that begs the question. We're all wondering, especially after like another mediocre to subpar performance from your goaltending in most people's opinions, we're obviously much more sympathetic. Do you play Devin Levi on Friday? He's going to get, I think they have three days off. It. They have Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to practice at home. And the Rangers come in the building who just clinched a playoff spot, by the way. Yeah. So they might not be as I mean, I wouldn't hate it as they normally would be. Uh, I think everybody wanted him to play tonight against his hometown team. Um, and if if they don't and they get another subpar performance, that's another check on does Donnie Granato deserve to be the coach of this team? Because if you have – it's not a proven yeah. commodity, yeah. but it's the source of hope for most of the fan base right now. You have this young prospect. Mm-hmm. You're, you're probably out of it anyway. But if he comes in – and, is, and you catch lightning in a bottle and you, he, he's able to go on a run, who knows? You know, he's a young kid. He, like, he's going to be That'd able be to withstand, withstand this type wild. of run. You, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't know if he's ready for this level or not yet. Obviously, it's not the best situation given the nature of the defense, but there's a mm-hmm. chance Samuelson could be back. Um, you get three yeah, days off, three days of rest. What's that? How many if how many more of these losses would you have won if Sammy was in the lineup too? And that's a that's a that's a valid point. 
Yeah, because um, I think yeah. defensively, as much as defensively as much as goaltending was hurting you during that stretch, where I think he went one like one five and one. Like, yeah, I mean, it was bad. That's the reason. It's partially the reason he lost um, eight games in in November and December. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's um, it's a question that needs to be asked, and I'm assuming it, it will be asked all week. I personally am all for it at this point. Yeah. I think I think Comrie was mostly fine tonight, but made some huge saves. They're probably going to play Anderson. He'll yeah. have over a week and a half of rest. Um, and he's proven that he's been much better when he has that long to take mm -hmm. between in between games. He's 20, he's 41 years old. So I could definitely see them giving. And here's the thing too. I don't think, I don't think if it is going to be Levi that they're going to make us as fans wait until like the day of, because I think the game that, you're going to want to have as many fans in the building as possible. And we oh, buy sure. a good way to fill seats with yeah, Sabres fans. Absolutely. With Sabres fans, oh, yeah. not Rangers fans, but with Sabres fans. I mean, there will so be a lot. I'd of imagine passion. that you would know by Thursday morning. I think we would know by Thursday morning if they were to decide to start Levi or not. Yeah. I mean, it's a, like, it's I don't, a good I don't time to a, do a game time decision that you wait. No, you have, you have two days off at home. Uh, they might get a day off tomorrow, but they shouldn't after that performance. You have maybe yeah. two or three practices. And if he looks good and he looks like he's better than what you have, I say go for it. You're choosing in between a 21-year-old and a 41-year-old. And the 41-year-old, yeah. at least recently, has proven that he's kind of running mm -hmm. out of gas after a really good season, especially for his age. So I hope yeah. they do. I think 95% of the fan base hope, hopes they do. I'm obviously pretty terrified uh, for it. For his, I know we've talked about like how he would respond to a potentially yeah. tough First outing. It's gonna be a tough spot yeah. for him. I, I think, yeah, I, I think that I, I think uh, he mentally would be able to handle it, though. Yeah. In, in a perfect world, you would have wanted him to start tonight. Um, I get why you went back to Comrie. He had a shutout. Um, you like to reward that kind of stuff. And it's not yeah. like he lost you the game tonight. I thought he definitely played more than Cape, but good enough for you to win, hundred yeah. percent. But at the end of the day, you got outplayed. You got outshot. Um, you got outchanced. And your coaching at the end of the game cost you the game because yeah. again I just don't know how you justify at least two of those three guys over Jack Quinn again I just it makes no sense to me um and I hope somebody asked him in the post game I hope somebody asked him how do you justify that how do you justify not having your best shootout player shooting the shootout in the like well shot. he did yeah. he scored in the yeah. fourth like but in their top three like that is a that is a bad coaching decision. That is a bad coach, yeah. and ultimately, it's a coaching decision that cost you the game. And yeah. I hope I know people like to give him shit, and maybe sometimes rightfully so. I hope Mike Harrington burns him on that one. I hope so because not a lot of those guys will have you know have the cojones to you know call call coaches out sometimes. And sure. I hope he does. I hope he does because he deserves he deserves to be ridiculed for that. He yeah. that 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 deserves an honest answer and. I, just to me, there's um, no justification for it. Speaking, speaking of his goal, do you think he did the around the world fake move on purpose or no? I personally don't think so. I, I don't think, think he did, no. He, no, everyone, they were questioning that on the broadcast. And I think people were on Twitter as well. Um, I think he has the ability to do the Kucherov and do something like that. And I think he mm -hmm. probably will in the future. And it kind of looked like it, but no, I think he was trying to go forehand in which he would have scored anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's a bad move and it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yep. And now you have three days to recover and 
go on a stretch run of nine games and try to win eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, uh, it's a, it's a tall ask. It's a really tall ask. Eight might be overly like projecting where it would end up. Maybe seven might do it with a little bit of help. Um, yeah. But you need every point you can get tonight. And you lost one, like you said, uh, mostly yeah. because you got out. What would the, what the rest of the NHL scoreboard look like tonight? <sighs> uh, there were only four Any other points that matter. Uh, no, the Penguins weren't playing. Uh, I know the Panthers played. I'm pretty sure they won. Uh, you need them to lose, too. No, they lost, actually. Senators beat oh, the Panthers. Okay, that's good. That's good. Regulation. Islanders, Island, yeah. Islanders beat the Devils in regulation. Wild. That's not good. Um, and then the other games don't matter. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. But at this point, we're basically changing, uh, chasing the Penguins. Um, I think you have one more game against the Islanders, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, I mean – it's a massive point to lose. Uh, and now you you pick yourself up, dice yourself off, and try to try to come back from that. So another point see. here from Gar Galat. I think Don defers to the assistants on who goes in the shootout. If that's the case, then you shouldn't be a head coach in the NHL. Like straight up, if you if, if you need to refer to Matt Ellis, Matt Ellis about who's gonna shoot your shootout, that's a joke. Yeah, I mean like it's not something I know they do practice it at the end of every practice because like you need to have these guys prepared for this type of situation because it can happen mm-hmm. every any single game. It doesn't happen often, but like these guys need to be practicing their moves because clearly they weren't good enough. Like Olofsson move bad. The Paterka move was fine. Tuck, I, I respect him for going for the shot because I feel like he has a pretty good shot. The only one that had a legitimate NHL move that would beat most NHL goaltenders was Jack Quinn. Uh, Casey, I, he's got hands, but I think he didn't get what he wanted. And Dylan Cousins doesn't have the greatest hands in the world either. Um, so, yeah, it, it just keeps going back to, like, why do you not put your best player yeah. <laughs> in that situation? So but, uh, I just I just received I just received an interesting message in reference to <clears throat> Casey being on the top line. He's only had seven points in his last 15 games. So, I mean, I know yeah. we're not expecting a lot out of, you know, you know, point per game production, but again, I just don't see what his play, at least in the last, you know, two weeks really justified him being on the top line, but seven yeah. points in his last 15, 16 games. Yeah. Which, and I, I guess the decision probably came down to them wanting to keep Paterka, Quinn and Cousins together Yeah, and Krebs playing as well as he has, um, in those bottom six minutes, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I would imagine that those were the other two options, and they just thought that let's give Casey a shot. Here's, Didn't work out. Here, here's a stat for you this season. The Sabres are 6-32 and 32 when they don't score four goals. 6-32. There's, there's a lot about the defense. There's a lot about the goaltending. Yep. Um, so there's a lot about the way the team's constructed. Uh, as we said – you don't have Tage Thompson tonight. Uh, I think we had Ellis is talking to walkie talkie to Bagul's lose, lose. Um, Mauricio coming in hot as always. Um, I'm sorry if my uh, reception is uh, out of me. Peanut gallery needs to be heard. Uh, unfortunately, we can't get to every comment all the time. I man. definitely don't think they're definitely don't right think now. they're tanking. That's for sure. <laughs> like no, no, at this I don't point, think so either. At this point, there's no use in trying to lose because I think they have too many points to potentially even be in consideration mm-hmm. for that lottery ball. 
And even if they get in that, the chances are going to be so low that it would never be worth it. So yeah, I really do disagree with that. But conspiracy theories are conspiracy theories for a reason. They create conversation. Um, I just, yeah. yeah, it's it's a tough loss. It's another really, really tough it loss is. after a little sliver of hope. Um, but the I guess the the shining light and the moral of the story is that you have nine games left and you still have a chance. Yeah. Um, this team has won six games in a row this season. I think they're fully capable they of have, it. And, and wouldn't you know if this you have is a, a soft part of the schedule. That, that could do it. I tweeted it out earlier. You got the Senators. You got the Blue Jackets. You got Philly. You got Detroit. Not saying all those teams are pushover teams, but yeah. te- a lot of those teams are below you in the standings right now. And the Rangers game is the second of a back-to-back. So there's a good chance you're not going to get Shesterskin. But he'll probably go against the Devils. You'll probably get Halak uh, on night two, which Halak has played very well against Buffalo in the past. But – I would much rather play against Halak than Igor Shatarskin. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Absolutely. I don't know. I, uh, I don't want to definitely. Play. Yeah. Two jittery. I'm already envisioning a loss like to the fly. Good analogy. It's like playing a recital in front of your parents or something when they play it at home. Uh, I don't disagree because they just don't – they don't look like they're at home when playing at home. It, like, they look like they've been aside on a road from, trip. Aside from when they wear – aside from when they wear no the black jerseys. Like to be wear honest, the rest like, of the season. Yeah. The last time they won wearing the blue jerseys at home was Ryan Miller night. Uh, no shit. And then I honestly think it is. I'm I'm almost positive it is. I can I'm pretty sure that's right. And if I'm not right, that's definitely within the most recent two wins at home wearing those jerseys. Mm-hmm. They have a horrible record at home this season wearing those jerseys. And I'm not necessarily superstitious like that, but at the same time, the intensity the system, everything that you see on the mm-hmm. road, every part aspect of their game, which brings us back into the fold and makes us hopeful again. You don't have that at home. And that is just inexcusable. And like you said, it could it could come down to coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's defense and goaltending too, but yeah, we, we all we all know we all know that's a problem. Yeah. So um if you if you could have picked three shooters tonight, who would it have been? I think you go first with Alex Tuck. I think he's um, the quasi leader of this team. And I think he has the confidence and the ability to be in that position. Whereas Victor Olofsson does not, I probably would have gone Darlene second, just because I feel like his creativity in that type of situation is something mm-hmm. that a lot of the guys on the, on this team don't, don't have, regardless yeah. of the fact that he's a defenseman. And then as we've discussed, you put your guy third that, you know, can win you a game in that situation. And who has proven it time and time again in both mm-hmm. development camp and practice, and everything we've seen from him in the league. He has the hands for it. He has the moves. So you obviously put Jack Quinn in at third, and you would have won the game. So, yeah, that's uh, – that's, And once that's we have that, that replay of the shootout goal where uh, we believe Lena came to a, a stop, we'll tweet that out from the two goalies, one Mike handle. But I, I think that is up for debate because it's one thing if you come to a stop and then shoot immediately. But when you come to a spot and then continue forward progress – I think that, like, I, I think in me personally, okay. if I was a referee, and this is me being unbiased, I think you'd have to treat that like in baseball, when in doubt, call it out. And to me, I remember watching that replay because I had to live stream it. I'm like, he came to a stop. How is that allowed? But, like, 
have have they ever called that? And I don't know. Like in 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 my opinion, I think it it should be reviewable. Yeah. Like if, yeah, if you're going to make these shootouts of such importance for an extra point in a playoff race, like why is that play not challengeable? Why are we not able to go upstairs for something like that? Um, Talk Cousins and Quinn for me from Shavo. I agree. That would have been a good. That would have been yeah. A good, Cousins uh, in there. Skinner in there. I don't know why we've never seen Skinner in a shootout. Um, I think we, we can only talk about one five times wearing blue jerseys at home. I'm not even joking. That could it's be not, a correct stat. And, and most of them, this. most of them were early in the season too. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm almost positive yeah. a month and a half ago, or even I don't know how long ago Ryan Miller night was. I think that was in late January or early February. Either way, it's been a long time. It's been 84 years. I just – this team is so frustrating. They're so frustrating. They're so frustrating. I rushed home. I, I rushed home. I rushed back to the hotel to try and catch the end of this game, and I wish I did it because I would have rather just gone to bed at night not thinking about a coaching decision in a shootout by Don Granado, but it's going to literally – Something I'm going to be thinking about at least for the next hour and how much it pisses me off. Well, hey, um, three days off. You still have a chance. Hopefully they play Levi. If they don't, they'll probably play Anderson, and you got to get a game for them. I think if I think if you don't see Levi on Friday, you have to see him next week. Yeah, and well, at that point, we may actually may, may be out of it, and they might be yeah, more inclined. Yeah. They might be more inclined to play him when there's not as much pressure. Um Maybe that's their thought, which I don't necessarily agree with mm-hmm. because he's proven he's a big game goalie. I know it's not the NHL, but he's proven it at the World Juniors in college for two straight seasons mm-hmm. with the top level in his competition. And like the Sabres defense is bad, but is the Sabre defense as bad as college players? Like they're mm-hmm. they're they are better. So I don't know. I think 95% of the fan base is gonna want to see him in that. That's game. a point too. Does the puck stop when he stops? That could be factor in. But I think yeah, if the player yeah. comes to a complete stop. I think. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing. Like, how would they even judge that? Do they have a, a standard? Do they have, like, any type well, we of, don't, like, we don't know what a kick is, so we, we don't know, know what a kick is. Like we so. said, and we wouldn't be able to hear their thought process even if they did yeah. because they can see Back it. to your point from a couple weeks ago, there should be, you know, video or audio in that room when discussing these calls. Transparency. Be transparent with the fans. Would be nice, but we're never yeah. going to get that. So, so that, that's a pipe but, Guys, again, uh, live from here in Boston. Thanks for hopping on with us. Uh, not a long one tonight. Uh, Hurls, as always, thanks for hopping on. Um, heartbreaker tonight for the Sabres. 4-3 loss to the Montreal Canadiens, which is essentially a home game for the Canadiens, as it always is, you know, at least for the last 10 years. Um, and the Sabres, once again, don't show up at home. And uh, coaching cost them this one for sure. I don't think it's a questionable. So, uh, I'll hang up and listen. Remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor. By Georgia and Boulevard. Uh, when you need an adult beverage for your Sabres game day, game night needs, get over to Outlet Liquor. Tell them the boys from Two Goalies when Mike sent you. I am Dwayne for Connor Hurley Hurls and, of course, Cully, Johnny Cullen. Uh, you guys have a good night. Enjoy the week, and we will see us Friday. Have a good one. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? 
Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.